welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I'm Stephanie Malik, And I'm Kaya Green. And today we are talking about the dynamic duo's shorter half, the boy wonder himself, the aside to every great hero. We are talking about Robin and sidekicks. Sidekicks. Uh, sidekicks. Uh, Kaya, so this is kind of an interesting fandom because it's not about one specific character. I mean, it will be, but what do you know about Robin and, I guess, sidekicks in general? Okay, I'm going to address those as two different things because just, like, obviously sidekicks is is, is vague as a concept. Like, you, you can you get, like, the Watsons to the Sherlock Holmes. Um, you get, like, sort of multi-sidekicks, like all of the Scooby gang to Buffy. Um, but, you know, the concept of sidekicks is, is pretty familiar. I personally love sidekicks because I've always kind of uh, seen myself as very sidekicky. Like I love, I love being the support system. I love being like the optimistic junior partner. Um, and I, a lot of people are like, "Don't think of yourself that way." And I'm like, "Why? Sidekicks rule." So I've always had a big love for sidekicks because I don't think you always need to be the solo hero. I think there's something lovely about them. And as for Robin, I mean, he is the sidekick. When you think of a sidekick, when you think of a dynamic duo, you think of Batman and Robin, um, the outfits, the sound effects, the, the drama. Come on, they're great. Um, they obviously like have a big, uh, big uh, part. They're a big part of uh, queer canon as well. Like uh, they have a big reputation for having a lot of like tension, and people read into that, you know. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much all I really know. Like I know there's been a number of different Robins. Um, I know no, none of their names are Robin Christopher Nolan. Um, and we that's, know you're listening. We know you are a big fan of this podcast. And that is pretty much all I know about it. Steph, what do you know about it? Oh, I know Chris O'Donnell was a weird one. Um, I don't know a ton about sidekicks. I'm not, uh, I have never historically been a huge superhero um, person, uh, just because I, I, for whatever reason, it just hasn't become my thing yet. Um, but yeah, I know he's got some cute little outfits. I know Robin was a, did some trapeze, which Robin that was, I couldn't tell you. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm starting at a pretty, uh, low bar for this one, but do you know who knows so much about sidekicks and Robin? Oh my God. Who is it? It's our pod mom. Uh, so excited to have from uh, Talk From Superheroes uh, podcast, also from Superheroes Network, and our very own pod mom, uh, Diana McKellen. How are you doing, Yay. Diana? I'm great. I'm here to talk about Sidekicks and Robin. Oh. We're, we're going to jam out about the boys on the trapezes. Yay. <laughs> we're so happy that you're here. I am very happy to be here and enlighten you all. Chris O'Donnell's not a weird one. <laughs> it's not. I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know from those movies. If I mean, the whole liked him or didn't. The whole movie's weird. <laughs> but yeah. if you want to get into the queer canon of Robin, you're not going to say Chris O'Donnell's the weird one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Let's be I'm real sure here. The love him. Oh, I, leather bat nipples. Uh, I mean, the bat nipples have always been. It's iconic. Yeah, it's part of our history. I think it's fair to say. So <laughs> we're we're gonna keep him in the catalog. Beautiful. Oh, I can't wait to get schooled on this topic. I'm. So so excited. <laughs> it won't I be schooling. It is just a little fun about my favorite boys and some other boys because I love psychics in general. Yeah. Okay. So like what sort of brought you to this fandom? What's your origin story? Um, I really feel a lot like what you actually introduced, Kaya, of like, I also feel like a sidekick. Yeah. Like I, I, I love comic books. I love sci-fi. I love uh, like everything with heroes, but I have no desire to be a hero, like too a main pressure. hero. Way too much pressure. Way too much pressure. If it's I so had stressful. to save, if I had to save the world, my anxiety would make me vomit. Like <laughs> I would, I would absolutely. I do not want to do it. I don't want to save. I've never done it before. I I need like practice. I need to find a way to save the world. But if someone else wants to save the world and needs a little help, love that. I'd love to watch your back or file your taxes for you. If you're busy, I'll do your Excel sheets. Do the phones. I'll, I'll hack something. <laughs> Whatever you need. Person, like a little motivational speech. Yeah. A light tumble. Yeah. A light Talk tumble. to you through a little earpiece and just be like, what's up? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll motivate you through this or I'll give you some strat, some pro strats, hero who wants to save the world. Yeah. I have no desire to save the world. Yeah. I want to be the backup. I want to be like, let's do it. <laughs> I find this wildly relatable. And I just. Absolutely. I, I love that 
that about sidekicks. And I think that's what I liked about them as a kid because I think I like that sidekicks are just like, in most cases, they're way less complex. Like the hero's like, oh, can I do it? Or like, do I accept these powers? And there's like never been a sidekick who's denied a call to action. Like yeah. sidekicks are always like, let's go. Or like, you can, How can I do help? it. How can I help? What? They're spunky. They're optimistic. They want to they wanna assist. Like there's just... There's less baggage and they're just more fun. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a single main character in any fandom that is my favorite character. <laughs> it is always, which is a terrible way to live. Like, your, your favorite <laughs> characters just never get as much screen time as you want. But if they got more screen time, they wouldn't be my favorite. I get it, though. Like, I'm, I'm somebody who has always, always, always loved the supporting characters of anything more than the hero. Like, I uh, often cite Buffy, but Buffy's not my favorite character. I love her as a character. She's great, but she's not my favorite. Like, I, there's, there's so much to be found in those auxiliary characters. Yes, every minor characters I always find so much more in them because I'm like whatever I feel like I'm a small part of the world so I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not oh. Captain America I'm these other guys I'm Bucky who just like got forgotten <laughs> for 70 years in Russia <laughs> it's fine there. he's fine I'm sure no probably nothing bad happened to yeah, him I should, he's a terrible example if I want to say sidekicks have no trauma <laughs> <laughs> except you Bucky sorry about except that except you Bucky you're special he had no trauma before he fell off that plane yeah that's right slash oh. train whichever version you want to go with a Bucky and Robin <laughs> why Robin specifically Robin oh Robin like attacked me in the 90s just so this is this is a story of of like hormones and representation like just combining like oh. so because because superheroes are so big right now but like in the 90s only Batman was big. Yeah. I don't know if people like kind of recall this. Like, there's Justice League, the animated. There's Batman, the animated series. There's the oh, yeah. the Schumacher and the and the Keaton Batmans. There's there's only Batman in the '90s. So I'm like <laughs> a little nerd, and I started watching, and I'm like hormones are starting, and I started watching Batman '66. And Burt Ward as Dick Grayson, as Robin, is like my first crush. And he's such a good first crush. He's so pure and he's so wholesome. And you're like 11 or 12. And you're like, if I went on a date with him, he probably wouldn't even kiss me. <laughs> That's my kind of crush. That's my kind of crush. you got to have a good, safe first crush. Like it's like him and Wesley Crusher, first crushes. Mm, yeah, okay. That makes perfect Just sense. Just safe yep. little soft nerd boys. Yeah. Who you're like, so like Burt Ward's Robin was like a big one. But then like two years later... I see Chris O'Donnell's Robin, who's like, I ride a motorcycle and I have a an earring, which was huge in the 90s. <laughs> it was a oh, big yeah. deal. And I have a leather suit with nipples and I'm like, oh, my hormones are reacting way differently to this Robin. Holy shit, what's going on? The chemicals are different. The chemicals are different for this, this one. A, this would be a way different date with this Robin. <laughs> but like, it's the same character technically. So I'm like, I guess I have... It's only one guy with two facets of his personality. Um, and I also liked animated Robin. He was very cool. He was kind of like independent, but he like helped Robin, at, helped Batman in the animated series. Um, but then like the actual love of the character actually came when I started reading comics. Um, because this was very hormonal. This was just two cute boys. <laughs> I, admit, I admit this started as two cute boys. Do not look further at this. No. I mean, they were fun characters too, but they were two cute boys. But when I started reading comics, I... It wasn't until, because I read comics in the 90s, and Tim Drake was, Tim Drake is the third Robin, and he was Robin at the time. He's still Robin now. Um, and this was the first time I read a comic book character who I felt, like, really represented me, and I felt attached to. Like, Tim Drake is very calculated in not a sinister way, just in a way that he never rushes into a fight the way that like so many superheroes are like, and then and then we started blasting. Like, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. other superhero, like the first miscommunication, there. the first the first drop of a dime, they just kind of start fighting. The X-Men always do it, the Avengers always do it, Justice League. But Tim Drake Robin is like, no, no, I I look at every angle, I think about it, I'm like, I like do extra credit homework on my crime fighting. Like <laughs> he's just a little nerd and he has anxiety and he's tired all the time. And he drinks a lot of coffee. He's just like so relatable and he's like really good to his friends they have great relationships and they're very important to him but also like he takes on too much and doesn't ask for help he's he is absolutely me if I were a superhero in a way that no other comic book character has ever felt like me and I love him with all my heart so he's like my actual like love of Robin comes from Tim Drake and then there's just two cute boys yeah. <laughs> that's so 
so nice. I love Robin now when you put it that way because I'm like, I get it, buddy. That's awesome. He just like will show up at like Teen Titans Tower and he's got bags under his eyes and a coffee and he's like, I know how we're going to beat the bad guy. And everyone's like, okay, are you okay? He's like, let's go. We're fine. I did so much homework. <laughs> I, made it, I made an algorithm. It's going to be great. I haven't slept in two days. Let's do this. He hasn't slept in two days. You're Oh, no. Oh, no. Robin. Oh, that's so wonderful. And he just wants to help, and he's very pure, and I love that. I like I like helpful, pure, energetic, optimistic people. Oh, I love that. Okay, oh. so, so can you uh, run us through who all the Robins are and like what sets them apart? Because all I know is Robin, and there are these other human names that aren't sidekick names that just seem to compound, and I don't know who's who. Okay. Um, mostly when you hear about Robin, it will be Dick Grayson, the original Robin. Okay. So the, if, if it's the trapeze circus boy, that's Dick Grayson. It's mostly usually Dick Grayson, like Batman 66, the, the Schumacher Batmans. Um, Titans is Dick Grayson. Um, yeah. Mo- Nightwing is Dick Grayson. Okay. So like, uh, yeah, Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. So Teen Titans can be Dick or it can be Tim. It's usually Dick. Um, so Dick Grayson is like, your main Robin. He's the OG. He's real fun. He's the one who didn't have pants. Yes. This classic. is a, actually a really easy way to tell which is which. Dick Grayson didn't have pants. <laughs> if he's not wearing <laughs> pants, it's probably Dick Grayson. It might be Jason Todd, but who is the second Robin, but Jason Todd had such a short run, it's probably Dick Grayson. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so the second Robin, because so Nick Dick becomes Nightwing, and then the second Robin is Jason Todd, who was this like street kid who stole the, the tires off the Batmobile, and Batman was like, impressive. <laughs> But he had a lot of anger, and people didn't really like him. He wasn't, like, fun and spunky. He was, like, kind of a darker Robin. Like, tough Robin. He was a tough Robin. And, like, that's for some people, but I don't think it's for fans of Robin. Um, They already have a Batman. That's kind of the thing. Robin is supposed to be, like, the counterpoint, the light and the optimism. Right. Um, So, very famously, um, DC had a phone vote in the 80s. And you could vo- call what? you could call a phone number and vote on whether Jason Todd was going to die. What? Oh my god! This oh my god! This was a thing that happened. I have one of the comics that has like the page in it with the phone number, and it's like call this number before this date, and you can vote whether Jason Todd will live or die at the end of this series. That is iconic. oh my gosh! It's wild. Uh, the people voted for him to die. It wow. was a close vote. It was not a landslide vote, but it was voted that he would die. It's like American Idol for murder. It was. A, it was. <laughs> I think you could vote from any country, but maybe just America. Yeah, I don't know if Canada could have voted. I wonder how many. Do you know how many people actually voted? I do not know the numbers. I remember it was very close. Like it was like fifty forties. Like wow. it was not. It was not too far apart. It wasn't um, a landslide for murdering. No, it was not a landslide <laughs> for murdering a child. He was only like sixteen, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> But fictional. But, but not fictional. real. Um, so he was beaten to death with a crowbar by the Joker. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was pretty darkly murdered. They went all in. They were like, if you want him dead, he's going to be dead. So I just looked man. this up. And oh, the the, the, the amount of votes between the two, 72 vote difference. Oh, my God. I hadn't looked it up Between in a while. whether he lived or died. Out of how many? Do you, does it say? Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't. Uh, sorry, the poll received 10,614 votes within the 36-hour allotted time. Wow. Wow, they only give you 36 hours. You really had to buy that comic book at the right day. Wow. <laughs> that Again, this is the internet and quick mm. search, so I, I could be wrong. No, I remember being close. Many sources say 72. That's legitimately fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, Jason Todd was killed off by 72 people. <laughs> But Plus like 5,000 more. And the Joker. And the Joker helped. The Joker also <laughs> voted to kill Jason Todd. <laughs> no. He rolled a dice that morning. Like, it was like, what's going to happen? He, I think you could do- jo- vote more than once. So the Joker was probably like, dial again, dial again. And Doing dial all of again. his different voices. <laughs> he just had Every an afternoon of off and wanted some fun, you know? Just like, what am I going to do today? Oh, shit, look, a vote to kill Robin, of course. Um, so Works he died. Right. Um, after Jason Todd was my is my favorite Robin, Tim Drake. Um, so Batman kind of went into like a, a spiral of darkness. He was getting more violent, and Tim Drake noticed this, and he figured out who Batman and Robin were. He figured out their identities. He's a very good detective. Um, he just kind of showed up, and he was like, you need a Robin, man. You are spiraling. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> At first, he tried to get Dick to go back to be Robin. He actually wasn't volunteering, but Dick was like, absolutely not. The first Robin, who's Nightwing now. Um, so then Tim became Robin. And Tim was is was and is an incredible Robin. Uh, he was the sole Robin for, like I think, like probably 15 or 20 years. It was wow. just Tim in the comics. Um, and then Damien came. 
I won't talk too much about Damien because we're trying to be so positive. Damien, to me, is very much like Jason Todd. He's very dark. He's raised by the League of Assassins. He's Batman's oh, okay. uh, biological son with Talia al Ghul. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So he's the, he's the only biological Robin, or like a son of Batman. Um, so he's raised by the League of Assassins. So he's like very murderous. He's very dark. He's always like, he thinks people are going to betray him. And he's kind of, an, he's such an asshole. Just a bit of a downer. He's a bit of a downer and he's a bit <laughs> of a dick. And I don't care for him. And uh, so he like shows up and right after he shows up, Bruce Wayne dies and Dick Grayson becomes Batman. And Damien becomes his Robin, which actually kind of works because Dick Grayson's very optimistic. Oh. And then his Robin's this downer guy, Damien. Okay, I see that. Um, but he, like, took the title from Tim, and I just don't care for him. Um, and he, like, like, attacks Tim whenever he can. I mean, physically. I don't even mean with oh. words. Oh, no. <laughs> they have a very, very tempestuous relationship. So uh, I don't like Damon, Damon, but he, him and Tim are both currently Robin. There's two Robins right oh, now. Oh, damn. What, how do they work that out? Is it like a timeshare? Not really. It's kind of just like they just do, they actually, actually kind of because they hardly Batman ever appear. schedules in, who's got a shift. <laughs> I think he might. I mean, when you're working with children, you should. There are labor laws. I was just going to say it becomes a labor <laughs> issue. You can only work yeah, for so Yeah, he can only long. do six hours a day. Yeah. Each of you only get six hours a day. Batman has to homeschool them and... <laughs> Um, they kind of just like never put them in the same comic anymore. So like Tim's off with the Young Justice, or like mm. or like Damien will be with Dick Grayson, and Tim will be with Batman. They they just there's a lot of Bat family to go around. Got it right. So they um, bounce around. Yeah, and so there's four main ones. Um, Stephanie Brown is a, was a Robin for like I think half a year. She doesn't usually get lobbed in with the other Robins because her her was such a short tenure. Is she also Batgirl. She was Batgirl for a while. Okay. She started a spoiler. Um, so she's her. been both. She's been both. Got so it. she's she's the only both for sure. Sorry, she Batman. started as spoiler, or are you saying there's no, a spoiler? No, her coming? her character name is Spoiler. She will okay. spoil what? your crimes. Like oh. she, she All was right. a, a gentle way to put that. Yeah. Uh oh, is the spoiler come to spoil this again? <laughs> <laughs> it was the nineties and I think it was before we kind of used the term to mean a movie spoiler. Actually. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And she's kind of just kept the name since then. Imagine it was just a superhero who just ruined movies for you. <laughs> <laughs> And the bad guys are just like, oh, come on, I was going to see that. Bruce Willis was a ghost. <laughs> no, man. And then all of the bank robbers have to leave or else they're going to find out what happens at the end of Infinity War. Oh, shit. It's not a bad idea. Good work. Good. I, I, I did do that on stage for a sketch show once as I just started reading out spoilers. I have never heard an audience scream <gasps> more at me. Was, oh, no. It was honestly delightful. And I threw them some fake ones, too, just to really fuck with them. Oh, actually, the fake ones seem kind. Because then you'd go to the movie and be like, huh, Thanos didn't explode when Ant-Man went up his butt. Maybe the other ones were, well, oh, man, I wish any of my fake ones were as good as the one you just improvised. That's hilarious. Okay, okay, back to what so we're I've, talking about. This, is, this might be a weird question, um, but this is just for myself. Why is Batman's sidekick called Robin instead of like... So I, I looked this up, uh, what a baby bat is called, because I was just curious. Why isn't he like Pup Man? Which a baby bat is called a pup, apparently. A baby bat like, is called is a pup? A pup, yeah. But why, Why? so there's like bat girl. Yeah. Uh, why isn't he bat boy? Why is he Robin? Um, I actually am not quite sure. It's feel, it felt like, from what I can recall of like the original naming scheme, it was very much like Dick Grayson, when he became his sidekick, wanted to pick his name. And he was like, I'm a Robin. Because like, Dick Grayson, the reason his costume is so bright is that is his circus costume. Mm, okay. So this yeah. was the costume okay. he wore at the circus when he was a circus performer. That's why it's bright yellow and green and red. Right. Um, and he feels like a robin, like he soars through the air. He's bright and he's colorful. And he wanted to keep wearing that, even though they're supposed to hide in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best yeah. for stealth. Not covert. <laughs> yeah, robin doesn't go on the stealth missions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. There he is. He's right there. I think that's him in the, the bright Get yellow. Him. <laughs> and Robin's just in the corner like, no. <laughs> What was great is, like, after Dick Grayson was done being Robin and it turned to Tim, the costume is still really bright, but they just made the cape black so he can just cover it all up when he needs to. <laughs> See, that's smart. It's smart. Black cape, yellow costume yeah. works Keep better. Keep the branding, but mm -hmm. you still have a little more yeah. utility. Yeah. So as far as I've known, it's always just been, like, Robin got to choose his name. And he was like, okay. I don't want you you seem dark and dreary and i'm just gonna be a bright little bird <laughs> i'm just gonna be that's nice. over here a that bright kind of bring, beacon of spring 
Yeah. Yeah, he's the light to Batman's dark. If he was Bat Boy, he would just be the dark to Batman's dark. And Batman has ample dark. He's got so much dark. <laughs> like it's hard being it's, Batman. Mm-hmm. He's got true. emo hair and mascara now. Like the Robert Pattinson Batman is. He needs a Robin. That guy. Yeah, yeah. He needs <laughs> that guy. Needs he needs a, Robin. a friend and a therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe an older Robin. You don't want to do therapy with like a ten-year-old. <laughs> yeah, um, that brings me to like from a from a creative perspective. Like, why did Robin come to be? What was his origin story? Like, uh, not within the canon, but like, why did the writers come up with them? Is that sort of what it was for to sort of balance him out? Um, I do not think it was to balance him out because he was introduced in the forties or thirties, um, very early back when before comics were dark. Right, comics didn't get dark until the eighties. Even though this guy's been called Batman for forever, like the comics have been light and cheery and and peppy until like the eighties when Frank Miller made them really dark. Yeah. Even like the 60s has all yeah. of the like bam pow smash that's what the comics were like yeah. like the batman 66 is very similar so it was not to lighten up batman batman right. was already pretty cheery back then he was like hey chum how's it going parents died but i got over it uh, yes he was quite healthy about it back then um really like, bad cool. things happen boop, boop. um i think it was to pull in like people like the reason i started liking comics is like it's a kid you're a kid, they want kids to buy comics, they want to put a kid on the cover. Because right. kids are like, oh shit, I can be a superhero, I want to read about this. Or I can be a sidekick at the very least. It's why Captain America had Bucky, it's why Batman had Robin. It was it was, it was, was the, the youth demographic. Right, that makes sense. <laughs> and I guess also Batman is a bit of a detective, so probably having someone for him to talk to on the regular is probably more interesting to see in a comic. Than... It, is, it is more fun, because well, he had Alfred in the cave, but he wouldn't have anyone on the street. So yeah. like Robin would be like, geez, when is a door not a door? He's like, but it's a jar, Robin. God. <laughs> Catch up, man. <laughs> Didn't you read that riddle book I gave you? <laughs> yeah, it's the, it, it is the Sherlock and Watson thing, right? Yeah. You need to have someone to talk to and, and as a sounding board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, helps right. to, it helps to solve a crime. That makes and every sense. now and then, you know, Robin will see something Batman misses. Late, more in later years when he's like a little bit older, not when he's 10. But I mean, <laughs> it's closer to the ground, so mm-hmm. maybe he sees more ground stuff. Stuff under the table. Whoa. <laughs> See? Short people have value, I say, for no reason. <laughs> hey, I'm here talking about how much I love short boys. <laughs> Yay, short boys. <laughs> Uh, so Robin is still evolving as a character, uh, with Tim having very recently, spoiler, come out as queer. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to see in Robin's future? Oh my goodness, in Robin's future, I would like to see Damien just be gone and not be Robin anymore. Um, Sincerely, this is like slightly negative and I'm sorry about it, but that is sincerely what I want. I don't think Damien ever should have been a Robin. He's murdered people. He is very, uh, yes, which is like the number one rule for the Robins. He murdered someone very early and then he murdered someone a few years into being Robin, Um, some bad guys. and, And he's like, he's negative and he's downer and I just... I don't think he should have a Robin mantle. I don't mind him if he's a character who's around. Jason Todd is kind of very similar. Jason Todd was dark. He came back to life. He started killing people with guns, but he was called Red Hood. Oh, okay. after so he they changed be- the brand. Yeah, after oh, Jason Todd got up. to... Wait, pause, pause. Oh, Jason Todd coming back. Everyone voted to kill him, and then he came back? Like 20 scam. years later. Yeah. That's a scam. <laughs> I think they were like, you get one more shot. <laughs> Oh, whatever. It happens on Drag Race all the time. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. I want a drag queen dressed as Jason Todd. Honestly, that doesn't sound impossible from that show. If you kill me, I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> Crossovers. Watch out. I'm going to write a f- fan fiction about this. This is coming. <laughs> Love this. Um, so, yeah. I What were we talking about? Oh, the future. for Yeah. Um, I would like, yeah, because I think, I think Robin needs to be positive and uplifting and want to help people and I don't think Damien is that he used for like three issues he went by the name Red Wing and I was like excellent you're done being Robin and they turned him right back into Robin (laughs) come on Um, and yeah that's all I really want from him I like that Tim especially never wants to become Batman he's like I just like being this I like being bright and helpful and I want to make the world a better place the way I'm doing it and I don't have no urge to put the cowl on um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty lame that I'm like, he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I personally have always had like a real soft spot for the people who don't want to move all the way up into whatever the, I think we have a sense in our world of like, Hey, if you're good at something, you have to rise to the very, very top of that thing. But sometimes people are just good at the little niche they occupy. And I kind of really respect that of you, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hmm. I, I respect you, Robin. Yeah. 
Um, um, as for uh, like screen adaptations, uh, is there a favorite like version of Robin? Obviously, there's very various crush oh versions man. of Robin. Which which Diana wants to talk the the analytical mind or the the hormonal mind? Um, <laughs> uh, why not both? both? Why not both? <laughs> um, I think probably the best Robin is actually Young Justice the animated series. Okay. Um, this this show actually has Dick Grayson and Tim Drake, um, but a lot more Dick Grayson. Uh, it's a very good adaptation of Robin. And he's like the leader of Young Justice and he's spunky and he's optimistic and he he's, has a lot of puns and wordplay, but nice. he like cares about his team and he makes sure they're safe and he's a hacker and I like that. I don't know why. I love hackers. <laughs> they're fun. It's fun to watch them. Even though it's like the most boring thing in a way, just like typing on a computer, but you're like, ah, he got gotcha. you. He hacked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is why a movie adaptations go so hard on the keyboard sounds. Mm, oh, <laughs> clickety clackety. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, that's hacking for sure. This might be a weird question, but you just made me think of it when you're talking about uh, this adaptation and how he's quippy. Would you say that, like, mm, I don't want to make anyone upset about this. Um, Is he kind of like the Spider-Man from the MCU? Like, just like a young, plucky, go-getter kid? Um, Dick Grayson is. I would say the other ones are not. Dick Grayson was the most, like, plucky. I'm going to, I distract the bad guys with puns and, like, by making them be like, what's this kid talking about? And then I kick him in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Dick Grayson and and MCU Spider-Man would get, actually any Spider-Man, all the Spider-Men are like that, um, would get along really well. The other Robins, like Jason and Dick, Jason and Damien are too dark. They don't really quip. They'll they'll insult. They do not quip. Right, (laughs) got it, got it. And there is a difference. Yeah, there is a difference, yeah. sure. And then Tim is, like, snarky in a way, but he'll be, like, he's too busy calculating his next move to, like, throw a good quip around. Right, okay. Right. That makes sense. So now, because you specify, like, when we were, like, what do you want to do as your fandom? And you were, like, sidekicks, specifically Robin. Yeah. So outside of Robin, what are our other sidekicks that are, like, these are my guys? These are my guys. I have a few. Very recently, um, Yaskier slash Dandelion from The Witcher. He oh. Is, uh-huh. He... He's such a good one. Like, absolutely useless, but so optimistic. Gamer show. Gamer show. <laughs> oh, um, show. I do not watch. I didn't play the game. He's oh. also I hear he's very fun in the game. Yeah, I've I, watched some cutscenes because I'm like, how do I get more? Yes, gear. <laughs> I will say his outfits in the game are something else. I mean, for the show, he's already, for like the show they've made around, like, yes. he's like the biggest in the show. But yeah, and so he's I love. given one of the best songs that has come across my my life in a while. Toss a coin to your Witcher, which I just want to plug this. Uh, there's a video that is a heavy metal cover by a guy named Dan Vask. Go look that song up. I have, I'm obsessed. I have watched that. It's very, very good. Or listened and watched that. Yes, very, very good. There's some great covers of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. The new songs are pretty good, too. Joey Beatty is like, has an album out as well with his band. He's very, very good. The guy who plays Yaskier. But yeah, I love, I love Yaskier. He's so, he's like just there for support. He's like, I think you can do it, Carol. I think you can kill that monster. Which is so funny because like, I do love that a Witcher is kind of by design the most possible, like the most capable possible person and intended to work alone. Yeah. Like, they have to work That's alone. That's part of their training. Yeah. It's like, you're going to be on the path alone. And yeah. Yasker's like, not if I follow you. <laughs> and sing songs about you. He's like, please don't. Help. He's like, I don't care what you say. I'm coming. Yeah. And Carol's da, 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 da. like, what if we didn't? That's so relatable. <laughs> I would do that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, what are some other ones? Um... Uh, a little off the beaten path, but I would say a top sidekick for me is Riley from National Treasure. <laughs> what? I love this. Go it's, on. It's it's just like he's like a hacker and he's just kind of along for the ride. He does not care about the history of America. <laughs> he's like, if Nicolas Cage wants to steal the Declaration of Independence, I'm going to help him. <laughs> this just sounds like a good idea to me. And he's so funny. He's so quippy in both movies. Um, just recently, they announced he will be in the new National Treasure show. Uh, the guy who plays Riley, Justin Bartha. So Riley from National Treasure is a big one. Um, a, a, like I think one not a lot of people would think of, but he definitely counts as Nicolas Cage's little sidekick oh my gosh um, a few other ones like styles from teen wolf nice huge i don't the know the tv show or the original uh the tv show both he was in both right? i don't think styles is in the original movie i, I, was, I haven't seen the i was just movie. listening to the i high by lie about it oh okay <laughs> is there a character named styles there is i think he's still a character named styles but he changes drastically when it hits the tv show is what i learned <laughs> that makes sense because in the show they play lacrosse instead of basketball huge for some reason why it was basketball to begin with total mystery <laughs> but 
Why it was lacrosse, though? <laughs> you know those wolves. Canadian? Like sports. What? No, they filmed it. Or maybe they filmed it in Vancouver. They film everything there. Um, but no, it's not said in Canada, the Teen Wolf show. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of sidekicks out there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so here's a follow-up question. If you could be a sidekick for a hero, who would you choose? Would oh. it be Batman? I mean, that's what my instinct says. Because like, hmm... Do I want powers though? Like I would, I would be Tim Drake. Like if I was just transformed into the, into the sidekick, I'm most like I would right. be Tim Drake's Robin. But I'm a, like Superboy can fly, so <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst. That also seems really fun. That seems like a nice level of powers because the other options would be like Kid Flash. But I'm like he could time travel. I don't want to fuck up the timelines. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. I'm really scared of fucking up the timelines. That's guys. a reasonable it's, thing. To it's be a scared. real fear. Like if that was a thing. Anything you can, anything you do, you breathe like, and then suddenly you've messed up the timeline. Yeah, so I wouldn't want the super speed. Uh, Wonder Girl has very similar powers to Superboy. Maybe I'd be Wonder Girl. She's cool. Yeah, it would be Robin or Wonder Girl. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love the theme here that all three of us are like, no, we agree. Too much power is simply too hard. <laughs> we don't want super speed. We don't want to save the world. <laughs> we do not want to be in charge. We want to be beside you, saying you can do it. Truly, we're all podcast hosts who just like to quip about stuff. We've already <laughs> laid out our, our area of life. <laughs> are we sidekicks? Are we motivational speakers? Are we cheerleaders? Are we a little bit of everything? Why can't we be all those things? Well, we're having a good time. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We'll save the I world used... with knowing. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I truly used to think that, I like, oh, I'm a big protagonist energy. Like, I'm absolutely a protagonist. And as I get older, I'm like... Please, no. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. Whenever I hear that phrase, everyone's the hero of their own story, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm the sidekick of my own story. Thank you very much. Who would like to be the hero? Anyone anyone like to step up to be the hero? No. Oh, shit. uh, It's a big job. You have to work weekends. Anybody? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm sleeping in and having brunch, and I'll meet you later, you know? I'll just start a podcast. Um, It's fine. Yeah. So uh, what is the nerdiest thing you've done in relation to your fandom uh, of sidekicks and specifically Robin? Ooh, um, I mean, I've dressed up as Robin at Comic-Con several times. Yes. Wait, which one? Uh, ooh, it's, it's hard. I mean, it kind of was, I mean, in my heart I was Tim, but like the, the dick costume is a little bit easier to find because I didn't make it myself. Um, but I did have pants on, so I guess I was Tim. <laughs> the pants wore, are key. The pants are a big part of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did. I've drawn. Uh, oh, actually, ooh, the first time I went to a con, it was not almost bad. It's just a slightly funny story. Um, I used to work downtown, and it's a little bit sad for a second. I used to work downtown, and I was going right from work to the con. So I was like, ooh, I could just change at work and like go to the con in my costume. And I was like, no, I'll change there. There's bathrooms at the con. Um, and thank God I did because it was the day of Jack Layton's funeral and I walked down the sidewalk through the procession and I'm like, I almost did this dressed as Robin. <laughs> like, oh no code, goodness. it was the middle of summer. It would have just been a full Robin costume. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, Jack Layton. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, of course, Jack Layton, you were a great man. I forgot it was your funeral today because Comic Con was happening. But I'm like, thank God I didn't wear my costume to walk through this funeral. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's an interesting formal attire. Bright yellow and red (laughs) costume. Like every photographer would have spotted me in the sea of black outfits. You would have been iconic. (laughs) Not in a way I wanted to be remembered. (laughs) Although, follow up, if you had had the cape to cover and make you black. The cape was full red. I didn't have the black on the other side. It was a full red cape. Not just good for stealth, also good for funerals. Yes, you can sneak into a funeral. Oh man, yeah, Tim Drake really figured it out with that black cape. Oh, way to go, Tim Drake. This is You're the best for a reason. Yeah. We're proud of you. We're so proud of you. In case you have you. to walk through a public funeral for a beloved public figure. I mean, I, I feel tr- like being with Batman and all the like stuff that goes on, like you need to be uh, able to switch it up quickly. You don't know what's coming. It's true. Yeah, his mood swings are phenomenal. Sometimes he's happy. Sometimes he's sad. Sometimes he's addictive. Sometimes he is just a punchy man. <laughs> Punch. <laughs> Depends on the issue, I guess. Depends on what's going on. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we're going to move on to some hot takes very, very shortly. But before we do that, uh, we are going to shout out our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful sponsors for this episode. This episode is brought to you by tpublic.com, where you are going to find your next favorite t-shirt. Uh, Tee Public has unique nerdy designs available on 
every kind of thing that you would put on your body and some things that you wouldn't. For instance, it's available on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, mugs, stickers, phone cases, so much more. You can find a design for just about anything that you love. And if you've ever looked at a t-shirt and been like, wow, I love the design on that t-shirt, but I don't like the color or don't like the fit, you can change all of that. It's completely unique and completely customizable. Uh, yeah, we have uh, some really fun designs up on our store right now. Uh, I went a little buck wild in selecting them, but uh, we've got some stuff from Our Flag Means Death on there. We've got uh, some really great, I've just added some Robin ones, so you can go check those out. I'm very excited about it. I did it right before this podcast because I wanted to feel fresh and excited. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love buying stuff from this store. I've bought a ton of stuff from this store as well. Uh, before we even had our own store, I was super into this because uh, their designs are made by independent artists uh, who get paid for their work, which is hooray. We love that. We love uh, when, that. When you buy a shirt from them uh, and from our store, uh, you're supporting an indie artist as well as supporting this podcast. So that's like a super double win. Uh, so please head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com to check out our merch. Uh, you can get a mug, a phone case with our little animated faces on it, which is so exciting too. Um, and you can pick all your favorite designs from Tee Public. Uh, that is tpublic.thefandomshow.com. And thank you so much, Tee Public, for your support uh, and so all much. the money that I'm about to send you for the stuff I'm going to buy later. We love you. <laughs> what a roundabout um, advertising. <laughs> <laughs> it just tossing money back and forth in a circle is what it's just me is. supporting myself and getting shirts out of the mix so if you could help us because otherwise because i have an addiction further and further i have a problem and it's buying t-shirts oh um, beautiful all right and now moving on to some hot takes diana are you ready for this that's the sound of sizzling. <laughs> Why are you? I'm not not here for my sound effects. The, the, the temperature. I don't know. I am personally. That's it's why like, I'm here. Uh, so we did uh, a high flying trapeze act through the internet to find some hot takes. Uh, we asked uh, some uh, fan fans of the show as well. So we're just going to dive into it because um, we've got some fun some fun takes. So I'm going to start with uh, this one, which is from Dave on Twitter, who says, as superhero comics and media have become darker, the very idea of a young superhero sidekick has not aged well. Uh, what used to be kind of a fun trope to make relatable characters for a younger audience has turned into thinly disguised child endangerment. Um, I will agree with this, and I actually was thinking about it earlier today that there kind of aren't new sidekicks anymore. Like you have your, your classics. DC has a lot of them. You have Robin, Superboy, Kid Flash. Um, but what Marvel's done is Marvel does a very interesting thing, which is they have young heroes, but they're not sidekicks. Huh. Pretty much like Kate Bishop is the closest, but in the comic books, Kate, become, Kate Bishop becomes Hawkeye while Clint Barton is dead. So huh. she's not a mentee, mentor. She's just like off on her own. I became Hawkeye without permission um, while Clint Barton was dead for a few years. And then all the other young people in Marvel are like the young Avengers and they're not affiliated with anyone. Like Billy and Teddy are my favorite. Oh my God, I love them so much. Um, but they're just like, they're Wiccan and... Oh my God! What's Teddy's name? <laughs> what's Teddy's hero name? I forget. Um, Hulk, Hulkling. 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 Yes. yes. Um, but they're—he's not related to the Hulk. He's a shapeshifter. He's not a Hulk character. Um, a lot of the like young people in Marvel are not related to an older hero. Try to, in a way, I think, to avoid the child endangerment idea. It's just young people who are like, "I have heroes, and off I go." Even Kam even Kamala Khan. Captain Marvel didn't train her, didn't tell her she could use the name Miss Marvel. She huh. was just a fan of Captain Marvel. Um, so, like, every young hero is kind of just, like, independent now. And sidekicks don't really exist anymore, except for, like, the legacy sidekicks who have always been around. Interesting. It seems to me like, and this is a absolutely wildly uninformed in, a, in an opinion I My am about to say. favorite. Oh, great. Uh, that's what we need on the internet right now. More <laughs> uninformed opinions. Um, Explain sidekicks to me, Kaya. <laughs> it just, it seems like Marvel in general has a very forward thinking. Like, they, they think how to develop their, their IPs way in advance, it seems. And I'm mostly just saying that because MCU worked so well. I will, uh, yeah, I will agree with that, especially in terms of, like, what I'm just saying about the young ones, because I actually can't think of a new young hero in DC who kind of, uh, maybe Naomi, but she's, like, only just popping off now, um, so who's, like, even has, like, exploded, but, like, DC, like, puts so much stock into their, like, main trio of Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, and Marvel really is, like, anyone can succeed in Marvel, 
So we don't need these characters to be based on other characters. They can just kind of be their own thing. I think they have a lot of more faith in their characters. Right. Whereas DC is like, if it doesn't have a bat or an S or a W on it, it's going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to a hot take that I think is really interesting, which is uh, sort of on the topic of, you know, Robin is a queer icon, right? Yeah. Which is that Dick Grayson is sort of one of the first and very, like, rare uh, male gaze kind of characters, like, that is built for that purpose. Uh, and according to the, the person who provided us with this wonderful hot take, Brian Edwards, uh, he is here for it. <laughs> What do you think about that? I think that is absolutely true. And a weird thing to, not weird, but like a very rare thing in comics. Cause like female characters are drawn for the male gaze so much. Or All like, the time. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like their bodies twist in weird shapes or whatever. And yeah. Nightwing slash Dick Grayson, not at, not when he was a kid, but when he became Nightwing, who was like an adult. <laughs> yes. To <laughs> be became, clear. To be clear, when he became <laughs> Nightwing, he was like 20 and now he's like 25 probably. So he's like an adult man and he is drawn very much for the the female gaze slash the gaze of anyone who's into men. I, I, I wish there was a better word for male and female gaze these days. I, I think we call yeah. it like the lust gaze on the podcast one time, or, but I forget what word we used. But the anyway. Gaze. The gay with Wait a, a Y. <laughs> <laughs> the gaze with a Y in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but yeah, like he is, there's so many butt shots of Nightwing, <laughs> like, but like, and they're good. They're like, and the, the artists know. They're Whoever like, gets to draw Nightwing, like they know why we're buying the Nightwing comics i mean the finger stripes were such a huge deal if you know about the finger stripes please explain, please explain. in detail so his costume has like a like like a little it's not any kind of animal because he's a nightwing but it's like it's like a blue bat kind of on his thing but then the stripes went down his arms and then they went over just two fingers of his gloves the oh, colors on. oh come on so he's got just two like shocker colors on his <laughs> on his gloves and it's like Kind and he's like so good towards like he's such a good man and he's like very kind towards women and respectful that you're just like that's very sexy that your gloves have that and then for like two years they got rid of the finger stripes and we were all furious but like they're making you think about his fingers yes and recently the finger stripes have returned and there was a, a on Tumblr at least we were all like yeah finger stripes are back baby. Look. So the, the, it's black gloves with just like two blue fingers is a choice. <laughs> if you're a straight man out there or any kind of man out there or any kind of person who is not familiar with vaginas in general and you're asking, why is this sexy? <laughs> I, need, I need you to understand fingers have more, more involved in all of this than you think and you should probably go look it up. I say that as a former lesbian who's been asked a lot of questions. <laughs> It is just the most like subtle but also very obvious way to make a character yeah. sexy as well. Just like, no, I just wanted two blue fingers. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> just wanted to highlight those for no reason. It's fine, don't worry about it. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, if I saw the Chris O'Donnell Robin with two blue fingers like, and that like nipple And suit, those nipples? I'd, I'd literally die. I'd pass out on the spot. I love this. So he is definitely drawn for the sexualized gaze. Absolutely. That is oh so, it, and you see so few versions of that in any kind of pop culture that that's delightful to hear about. Yeah, there is so few. I can't really think of any other male characters. Like, because they'll draw male characters, like, you know, like super muscular and they'll pop their tops off all the time. But he's the only one who I'm like, I feel safe and I want that. <laughs> 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 Hear that? That's what women really want. Safety and hot fingers. That's it. <laughs> Take notes, guys. <laughs> you came here for nerd stuff. You got dating advice. Enjoy. <laughs> dating. Please also don't show up for a date, though, with fake, with striped gloves. Wait, hang on. Wait, wait. <laughs> not a date. You got consensual sex advice. There we yes. go. <laughs> All right. What else can we talk about? Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, here's one. Um, Robin uh, hated Batman for being obsessed with the job, but always felt like he was in his shadow. In reality, Robin could never come to terms with Batman's dedication and use that as a crutch to fuel his inadequacy. Hence why he left and became Nightwing. Okay, so this is about Dick specifically. Hmm, his inadequacy. That doesn't sound right, because I will disagree with this hot take, because Dick is a much more balanced, healthy person than Bruce Wayne is in every way. Like, Dick, like, has friends, and he makes jokes, and he has, like, 
a job as well as fighting crime a lot of the time. Whereas Bruce is just like, I'll go to like one board meeting a month. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's Batman like all the time. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Dick actually was like, oh, this is not healthy. I'm leaving. Not I'm in your shadow and I'm leaving. Cause Dick definitely didn't leave. I think he outgrew being Robin. He outgrew being like, I'm someone's sidekick and I want to be your partner. And Bruce didn't like really need that. So he was like, well, I'm just going to go to a different city and figure out who I am. Cause he moved cities as well. He went to a right. different city. So he's like, I'm just going to figure out who I am. And it's a much healthier, happier person than Bruce Wayne is. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not as, you know, Bruce solves a lot more crimes and like has way bigger adventures. But I think Dick is a more fully fleshed out, healthy person. Right. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that kind of brings me to the throw in this hot take from Elon Muscat. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I am so sorry if I am not. Um, a traumatized orphan adopted by another traumatized orphan. Good at flips. And I really like the stories where he becomes the new Batman and he's a much more stable Batman than Bruce because he had a father figure who understood his pain. Mm. What do you think about that? I think that, uh, who, I think that is I think that can be true for you. I actually don't think Dick makes a better Batman than Bruce because that's not who Batman is. It's kind of like I get right. really stuck on like what makes the like this the title of this character, not Bruce, but Batman. Right. And Batman has to be fully devoted. He has to spend all of his time figuring out clues and tracking where villains are and being like, fuck, is Superman even on shift today <laughs> on the watchtower? <laughs> there's like a lot to juggle. And I actually don't think Dick has that dedication to the minutia of the the mantle of Batman. He he is a great fighter and he wants to help people at that level, but he does not want to do like he's not interested in the grind detective work, right, yeah. the scheduling, the <laughs> the tracking 18 mafias in 20 different countries at once. Yeah, the red kind string of, on the wall version. Oh, yeah, this. yeah, Dick has no red strings on the wall. <laughs> no, he's just he's got a police scanner and he's like, "Oh, the bank, let's go." That's <laughs> That's Dick's Batman, yeah. and it's you know it can be more fun if that's what, if you want a more fun Batman. Like if you're like I want a Batman sixty six Batman, then you want a Dick Grayson Batman, right? Yeah. But if you want like kind of what Batman's been for like the Robert Pattinson kind of like Batmans, or even the Nolan Batman, then you you want a Bruce. Yeah, the deep dark stuck in the hole <laughs> of his purpose. The hole of his purpose, or an actual just hole. If you're yeah. in the Nolan Batman, that last one, <laughs> <laughs> stuck in an actual pit. <laughs> that brings me to my personal uh, hot take which uh, is the Nolan just dropped the ball on Robin so hard. <laughs> oh I, I will say I have absolutely adopted that from reading different opinions because I have a real problem with the Dark Knight Rises. We'll talk about that a different time, but that, that was one I, I have picked up. Do you uh, agree or disagree? Oh, I mean, that's not a Robin. That's a guy named Robin. Thank you. That's not anything. <laughs> what are you talking about, Christopher Nolan? And you knew this was the end of the series. So, like, yeah, that's not a Robin. That's not how you do any kind of Robin. I mean, this is actually, like, it really felt like he was Nightwing, like, years into being Nightwing because Nightwing actually becomes a cop in the comics for a bit. Cause he's really? like, Oh, that would be a good way to like stay in shape, like on my off time <laughs> <laughs> and like find clues for things that I could solve later as Nightwing. So, so like the fact that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was a cop and then was like, my name's Robin. I'm like, so like, you should have already been Robin. Like you should be like a retired Robin who became a cop. None of this makes sense. It's, Awful. <laughs> oh, it's just one in a many, many. Also, uh, the whole movie's bad, though. Yeah, it's a long list of hand wavy. It'll be fine. Chris <laughs> Nolan is clearly tired of this franchise issue. Yeah. He's going to take your money and then be like, you figure it out. He's robbing. I don't care. What are you going to do? Not watch this movie? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you're going to watch it. I have your money already. Don't worry about it. It's got Batman. Um, exactly. Yeah. All right, this next one comes from uh, someone who's actually already been on the podcast. Uh, she was on our episode. Uh, she did The Matrix. Uh, oh, this is from Ashley, Ashley Cooper. Cooper, who says in all caps, Stephanie Brown should have been Robin for longer. Hashtag justice for Steph. Ooh, this is a hot take. Uh, so I mentioned Stephanie off the top. She was only Robin for, I think, six months. I didn't read her entire run. I read her death. She died as Robin, which was kind of dark. Um, I will agree she deserved a better end as Robin. Um, she was tortured to death by Black Mask. Um, oh. Yeah, and Oof. she's like, and like that hadn't really happened since like Jason Todd was killed by someone like that have this like brutal death. Um, so she deserved to either leave the title willingly or to like 
have a better reason for not being Robin anymore. Like a lot of people just quit because they're like, fuck Bruce, you're, an, you're a jerk. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, um, so she deserved a better going away. I actually really like Steph. I, uh, I didn't love her as Robin. Um, mostly just because like she's dating, T- she's Tim's girlfriend. So like if they're both Robin, that's weird. <laughs> That's like that's just like that's like when couples dress the same. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's also gay culture. But. I, well, they were, he was heterosexual as far as we knew at the time. Yeah, he hadn't so. he was, hadn't dated a boy yet. So yes, this was his his ex girlfriend at this point now. Um, but she, I really liked her as Batgirl. Actually, she had her own run as Batgirl. She actually had a comic where she was the main Batgirl. I thought she was a great Batgirl. So I really didn't want to see her as Robin anymore because she was like off doing her own thing. She wasn't really working with Bruce all that much. She had a cool costume with like purple inlays. Her outfit was great. Oh, um, because her per- her spoiler costume was purple. Her original character. So I actually really liked her as Batgirl. I would have liked to have seen her as Batgirl longer. Uh, I didn't really need to see her as Robin anymore. I was like, okay. I just and I also felt like she was just doing it as like a spiteful thing for Tim because he had like they broke it up recently so it just didn't feel like it was what she actually wanted uh, okay but when she was Batgirl I was like I you love this right it felt like that's what she desired and like really thrived as right so you just want her to be happy really. I want Steph to be happy <laughs> I want Stephanie Brown spoiler to be happy I want Stephanie Malik to be happy thank you I want you. all the Stephs in the world yeah justice just for Stephs justice for Stephs <laughs> justice for all Stephs justice for every single Steph oh I feel like I'm gonna go home and get a lot of this this weekend <laughs> I've already written it on every wall in the house. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, Steph, can you do the dishes? No, justice for no, Steph. No, justice for Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um, all right, this one uh, is from our, our friend of the podcast, Anders Yates. Robin hasn't been given a decent costume since the Adam West series, but that look is so good. It's a better costume for Twinks at Halloween than even Spider-Man. Since the Adam West series, that's the first one. <laughs> and he stayed. They got it quiet, right. I imagine they got it right. I mean, to I mean, if you're looking for twink costumes, yes, because you want no pants. Crucial, especially Crucial. Th- which means especially. it's dick. We learn, and also dicktacular. Also, if you're on a budget, <laughs> you can't afford the one with the nipples. The one with the nipples is hundreds and hundreds of dollars, like the leather one. Really? Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've checked. <laughs> 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 to if wear want, or just to have? <laughs> uh, why not both? Why choose? Why choose? Uh, because those ones are like super cool and they're like, you know, they're leather and they have nipples. And I see the twink appeal of that, but like very expensive and also very hard to get off and on. Yes. So if you're just looking for like, I want a sexy Robin costume. Yeah. The, the Burt Ward one absolutely works. It's like, it's a little too faded. I like when the colors pop a little bit more. Right. Um, he doesn't, oddly enough, he's not bright enough for me. I'm like, I could use like a brighter red and a, a more more intense yellow on All this right. costume. But yeah, I like, I mean, I was fucking hormonal for Burt Ward's Dick Grayson. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Those little short shorts, apparently the censors all the time were like... Get making him like try different kinds of shorts because the amount of dick was a problem. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. Oh my god. Or like cup situations or whatever. He's like, every episode they'd be like, try these ones. <laughs> you know what's nice is that the Robin episode got just as horny as I'm sure a lot of people were hoping it would. It's actually hornier than I expected it to be, honestly. Because I'm like, well, my favorite Robin's the guy in the comics who's just a nerd. I'm like, but there's other Robins. No, you're right. There's Nipple Robin. There's Dick Robin. You know. There's so Finger Stripe Robin. There's Finger Stripe Robin. Lest yeah. we forget. Don't you forget Finger Stripe Robin. Justice for Finger Stripes. Justice for Finger Stripes. And They're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so here's one. Uh, Tim Drake as Robin worked because unlike the other two, he proved his worth on his own without being recruited. I mean, I would say unlike the other three, Damien. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tim Drake is Tim Drake is actually the most like Bruce because he is the most detective out of the all four Robins. Right. And the other three are kind of like, we're fighters and we're like, I know martial arts and I know acrobatics and I'm, I can actually fight crime and Tim is more like, I can solve crime. Right. Um, instead of fighting it, which is like a slight difference. It makes him more like Batman, which is like why people always push him to become Batman, but he doesn't want to be really. Um, so yeah, he, he figured out who Bruce and Dick were and just showed up. And it, like, it was a very good like, oh shit, yeah, you should be Robin. You've, you're clearly good at solving things. No one else knows that Bruce Wade is Batman at this huh. point. So yeah, it was, it, it was a really great way to introduce him as like, 
Because, like, people had just, they just killed Jason Todd. So everyone was like, we don't like Robin anymore. So it was really hard to introduce a new Robin that people were going to like. Yeah. They were like, well, we just killed one because you didn't like him. So what do we do with this new guy? And yeah. It's like, Why didn't you like him? Yeah. What do we do? We got to prove, we got to make him slightly more like Batman, but also like Robin. Yeah. Wow. It feels like the doctor, job. like the doctor and Doctor Who, just like, yeah. Every, you fall in love with it and then they take them away and you're like, no one's going to win my heart like uh, David Tennant. And you're like, I will never like Matt Smith. And they're like, okay, fine. He's fine. I guess I like Matt Smith. I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> He's it, 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 you got to give him a chance. Yeah. yeah. But you, but I guess they do have to keep reinventing it in a way. Yeah. They got a, we're at four in like 75 years now or five if you can't carry Kelly, who I didn't get really into, but I like her a lot too. Because yeah. Carrie Kelly is the Robin in um, Dark Knight Rises, like the Frank Miller standalone, oh, very famously. Yeah. But she's not, that's where the only place she exists. But she's a very good Robin, but she kind of only exists in that one famous story. Bit of a standalone. Yeah. yeah. She's just off doing her own thing. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I got one final hot take uh, before we move on. Uh, and this comes from Taylor Caldy on Twitter, who says, I, I feel like this is a hot, spicy one for you, Diana. Damien <laughs> isn't that bad. Tim Drake is just overhyped. TK, I thought we were friends. <laughs> TK? <laughs> TK, what are you doing to me over here? Um, here's what I like about this hot take. I like that it starts with Damien is not that bad because it admits that Damien is bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's an optimistic way to look if at If someone's that. not that bad, they're still bad, aren't they? Um <laughs> Uh, I don't think Tim Drake is overrated. I will admit I've heard and I see like snippets in my periphery of like the comic book world that Damien's kind of like chilled out over the last few years. He's become friends with Superboy. He adopts a lot of pets now. Um, he seems to be way cooler than he used to be, but he was just introduced in a way that made Tim Drake fans hate him so much and not even on purpose. Like I don't think they wanted Tim Drake fans to hate him, but like Tim Drake fans just did not respond well to him. I get kind of why other people like him who are like, I want a cool Robin who uses swords. That actually sounds really cool when I say it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> um, I do still think he's not a Robin. I, I get why people like him as a character, but right. I don't think he should be a Robin. Okay. Okay. That's as an interesting I've distinction. Said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Tim Drake's not overrated. How dare you, TK? <laughs> <laughs> and just to give you the last word on Blocked. this, <laughs> uh, uh, just to give you the last word on this, what is your hot take about Ryan? Or sorry, Ryan. There we go. <laughs> Any guys named yeah. Ryan? Go oh for shit, it. Let's Ryan! Go. Hold on to your butts. No, I'll, I'll talk about Robins. I wish there was a Robin named Ryan. Um, I feel like my hot take is um, kind of just a lot of things I've said already. He should be optimistic. He should be like bright and like want to help people a lot. He cannot kill people. Um, he right. has to be the, the bright point in a dark world. Um, which I, is, I don't even think that's like a hot, maybe it's a hot take these days. I feel like that's how he was designed and I'd like him to remain. I mean, we do live in a world where there exists a gritty reboot of Archie, and that is that is the depth we and have the reached fresh in terms Prince of, of Bel Air now. Right, right. There's yes, a gritty reboot yes. of fucking French Fresh Prince. I can't talk. Ryan and French um, <laughs> Prince of Bel Air. So it's like it, not being gritty. I feel like is a bit of a hot yeah, take. Yeah, I guess. This is what I love about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air being a gritty drama is that <laughs> I haven't watched it, so I don't know if this is true. But like in the original. She sent him away because it was too dangerous where he was. <laughs> so the, the reboot is, it's also dangerous where I sent him. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not how that works. He would just go back to Philadelphia. It sure does change that opening song, doesn't Because it? I saw the trailer and there were people with guns in Bel Air. And I'm like, well, that's still pretty not safe on me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and oh she said, God. you're moving in with your equally dangerous uncle <laughs> and auntie in Bel Air. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a very fair point. So my, It's my hot take on Fresh Prince. That's <laughs> <laughs> what that episode is about now. Um, so yeah, a little less grit is your Yeah, I like a nice take. peppy Robin. I want to I wanna relax with a, a good boy who's like, I'm going to help. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's oh. nice. 
Uh, so uh, at the end of every episode, we like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we will do in just a one hot moment. But before we do, let's talk about how uh, you, our listeners, uh, can can support the show. First of all, the very best way, just listen to this. And you've made it this far, so you're doing that. Thank Yay. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, but also, please, uh, if you're enjoying this, tell your friends about us, be they nerdy or not nerdy. Um, and please get on your podcast subscriber of choice, uh, though, ideally Apple Podcasts, if that's how you do. Uh, and do a little rate review and subscribe. Uh, even just a one sentence review or one word helps. Uh, it helps us move up in the charts, and that means we can have more fan fans. Um, so if uh, you want to pick a word uh, relating to this episode, let's just go with uh, leather nipples. So put that in a review. Uh, see how that goes. Um, you can also reach out to us, follow us, or send us compliments at Fandom Show Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, if you have ideas for future episodes, want to catch up on past episodes, or just want to say hi, you can come to thefandomshow.com and see us over there, too. Yeah, we also have merch if you want to rep us, if you want to be wearing a t-shirt with our sweet, smiley faces on it. They're so um, smiley. They're <laughs> so smiley. Um, and we really like that. Um, You're my Robin. Yay! Yay! Less grit, more smiles. Um, you, can, uh, you can buy some of that. You can put our faces and all of the weird stuff we own uh, on mugs. You can put it on t-shirts. You can put it on all sorts of things. If you go to tpublic.thefandomshow.com, um, go check that out, and you can help rep us out in the world, the real world. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thefandomshow, where if you do have some hard-earned dollars, and this will always be free, but if you do have some dollars that you want to throw our way to help us continue make continue making this podcast, you can, uh, you can go there, and for just a couple bucks a month even, you can listen to episodes early, you can get shout-outs, um, or you can even submit hot takes for upcoming episodes. There's also some wonderful bonuses that come with it. So Steph does a newsletter where we round up some of the nerdy things that happen um, every month. Month, and I write fan fiction about the various different topics that we cover here on the show. The last one I wrote, the the Ghostbusters are in Moria fighting a Balrog. Who knows what will be next? Maybe it will be something to do with Robin and a guy named Ryan. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd be happy. Tim and Ryan sound like they'd get along. Right? Yeah. Right. It's just his best friend, Ryan, a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there's always that kind of fun stuff. So uh, please, please check us out there. And thank you so much for your support if you're already supporting. And special shout out to our new patron, Danny White. Thank you so much, Danny. You make this podcast possible. Um, and last but not least, our theme song is by uh, the wonderful Yusu Kim. What's your uh, Patreon link there? Oh, what's the Patreon link? That's a very good point. How do it's, people find that? It's uh, at patreon.com uh, slash the fandom show. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Diana's <laughs> a good pod mom. She's keeping us reined in. Thank you, Diana. <laughs> Things I want to yell from the other room when I'm not a guest. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're here, live on the mic. You can uh, say it out loud here. <laughs> say uh, the URL. <laughs> um, so now let's jump into our micro fandoms for the week. Diana, what are you fanning out about? Oh, I am absolutely fanning out about um, something not that nerdy, but it's 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 nerd adjacent. Um, I am fanning out about the Toronto Raptors. Yay! Um, I don't know when this episode's coming out. Maybe we are still in the playoffs. Maybe we are out of the playoffs, but we're back in the playoffs, baby. And what is the playoffs? The playoffs. The Raptors are the sidekicks of the NBA. They're the only team in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's a hot take. <laughs> that's a hot take. I will say Fred Van Fleet uh, is like my favorite Raptor and he does give me like not st sidekick, but at least underdog energy. He yeah. inspires me so much. He was undrafted. He was never really expected to play in the NBA or at least be a very deep bench player. If he did, he is now an NBA champion, a starter, an all-star. I think he's so inspiring. I love him so much. Uh, I love they're back in the playoffs and they've gotten so high in the standings. And I'm just so excited for all my raps boys. I love Scotty Barnes. I love Pascal. Scotty Barnes. He hugs Everyone. I love Scotty Bond. He, he hugs every, everyone in interviews. Is like, Scotty won't stop hugging us. <laughs> when he first showed up on the scene, I read an interview with him where they were like, what's different about playing in the NBA versus, you know, coming up? And he was like, oh, man, it's just harder. And I like it. And I was like, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, bud. I when, love you. When he was at the All-Star game and they said his name and he did the nerdiest little wave. <laughs> I'm Scotty Bond. He has huge sidekick energy, huge. but in the best possible yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, like a buff sidekick. Like, um, happy to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so love Scotty Barnes, love Fred. Uh, so I'm very excited for the Raptors in the playoffs, and I hope they do great. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. 
characters. All right, <laughs> Steph, what's your micro fandom for the week? Honestly, it's really hard to narrow it down. So I'm going to do three things real fast because okay. I'm so excited about them all. Number one, uh, on Netflix Canada, I don't know where in the U.S. or anywhere else if you're listening, but there's a show called Old Enough. It is a Japanese oh TV <gasps> oh show where tiny children do chores. And that sounds so basic, but my goodness, the journey you will go on with these children is incredible. We are obsessed with one from episode eight. We have named him Fish Boy um, because he just this poor child and his fish and the adventure he goes on. I can't stop thinking about Fish Boy. It's Number like oh, good. it's like Lord of the Rings level drama. What this kid has to go through to go get some sashimi. It's <laughs> it's wild. Couldn't recommend it. Enough. His life changes that day. I'm not lying. <laughs> Um, they filmed his origin story. Yes. Truly. You know what? Yes. He's going to become yes. either a villain or a great hero after this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, number two thing I'm fanning about, the Toronto Blue Jays are back, baby. And oh, shit. I'm so excited. It's double sports. Um, I love baseball. I've been making us watch it constantly. I'm making is a strong word. Kaya's into it too. But we have such a fun team in Toronto right now uh, with our little home run jacket. I love it all. It's very exciting. Get into it. Um, and number three, uh, we're recording this right now. It is April 16th. I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but it is the start. It just happened in the last two days of foraging season for Steph Malik. Uh, there are ramps, which are like basically like wild leeks, uh, have just started blooming. So this is the season where I go out into the woods and I just go try to find food. And it's my favorite. And I'm so excited to start. As soon as I am COVID free, I'm going to the woods, baby, and I'm bringing home some yum yums. So that's what I'm excited about and fanning wait, about. Wait, wait. <laughs> that is such an extreme of I've been trapped in the house for two weeks. I'm going to go run into the woods and find my own food. No, no, no. no. She did this before. Oh, no, no. I get it. I, I understood that. But it's still very fun to just picture you like like the clock ticks down of like your COVID's over and you just run outside and find <laughs> mushrooms or whatever you are finding. I mean, That's mushrooms are exciting. Soon. Yeah. Morale That's amazing. Soon. I didn't know you could forage your own food. Oh, yeah, Diana, I, I'll bring you with us sometime. It's so fun. Actually, it sounds fun. Can Scar come? Absolutely. Excellent. Scar's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listeners. Our, our wonderful podcast dog. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm not even going to come up with a different micro fandom because I like those. Those are very ah! fun. I'm, I, you, had, you had three and I feel like I was very on board for all of them. I would also suggest watching episode seven, I think, of Old Enough, where uh, a small girl is cheered on by an entire town as she goes to get a watch. It's fantastic. And I will also add that uh, Morel season is so fun because it feels like treasure hunting in your own backyard. It and I is. like it. It's so I'm jumping hunting. on board your fandoms. I'm a fan of your fandoms. Yes. Oh, justice for Steph. Justice for Steph. Justice for Steph. Justice for Steph. We did it. We've done good work here today, team. Good work. I think, haven't we done well? Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, Diana, thank you so much uh, for being here, uh, you know, where we're recording in your house. Uh, but we appreciate I'm you. I'm here a lot. The long journey. Um, <laughs> talking this time, and from not from a distance. And in the chair I don't usually sit in. <gasps> Huge. Oh, Basically wild. a vacation. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. where can people find you and anything you want to plug? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Words of Diana. I tweet about Robin and Batman quite a bit and other things. Um, my podcast is Talk from Superheroes on the same network as the fandom show, the From Superheroes Network. So Talk from Superheroes, I talk about a superhero movie or TV show every week with my my wonderful partner, Andrew Ivamy. So if you like hearing me talk about Robin, you'll probably like that. And But honestly, if you're listening to this, you probably already listened to that. Almost definitely. Yeah, almost definitely. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that. Uh, and yeah, so at, at From Superheroes on Twitter, or at Words of Diana on Twitter. You'll find everything from there. There's a link tree. You can always find a link tree on the Twitter. I love a link tree. <laughs> Lots <Aww>. of links. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much uh, to everyone for listening. Until next time, love the things you love. And tell everybody about them. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.